If you love fiction, true crime, and true stories from around the world with a little bit of history, then welcome, welcome. This is the place for you. Welcome to the LP Experience, a place for you to kick back, relax, and enjoy some real-life stories as well as fiction stories. I'm your host, LP. Oh yeah, let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Oppie Experience. That's if you have been here before. If this is your first time, hello, my name is Oppie and welcome, welcome to the family. This is a podcast, this is a place, this is a community of story lovers and storytellers. And if you are someone that loves listening to a story, either a true life story or a fiction story, then this is the place for you. Every week we talk about either like I said, a fiction story written by me most times, or a true life story that I find on the internet, I'm taking no credit for those ones, and a true crime story. So if these are the kind of things you like, and a little bit of history once in a while, so if these are the kind of things you like, then welcome, join the family, I'm so excited to have you here. And as usual, I am here with another story. Last week we spoke, um, I shared my my story, a fiction story called Stiff, and if you have not listened to that, I, <laughs> I advise you... <laughs> to listen to it because you know many people have said they really like it and if you are new here i would like you to listen to stiff so with all that being said today's episode is called my creepy friend ben like i said before i'm taking no credit for stories i find on the internet i'm just sharing this story so that we can talk about them and so that we can just enjoy a little bit of a story time so i'm about to go into the story and Let's go. I had a creepy friend. We'll call him Ben. I believe he might be a dangerous psychopath or at worst a serial killer. Ben and I met on Facebook in 2014 and he came to meet me in Romania in the summer of 2015. He seemed a little bit odd but otherwise okay. One strange thing about him is that while he was at my house for a week, he didn't have his bath for some odd reason and he stank. So I show him around Transylvania and we both rent an apartment in Bucharest before his, I hope I'm pronouncing it well, before his departure. We hang around Bucharest or Bucharest, I have no idea, but I just take it as it is and he leaves. Our friendship continues online and in 2016, I moved back to Canada. In May of that year, I fly over to Vancouver to meet with him. Now, it is important to know that this guy is a major gun nut. He collects a lot of firearms and claims to have briefly been in the Canadian army. He also claimed he worked as a mercenary and was in Georgia during the Russian invasion in 2008. He claimed to have shot two people there and also suffered from PTSD. I get there and his apartment is filthy. I'm talking trash everywhere. Two cats that made the place think of cat piss. The guy kept his lights on 24-7 and on his wall was a clock that played a loud tune every hour. His behavior towards me, I know one of those kind of clocks, my grandfather has one in his house. His behavior towards me while there was somewhat disrespectful, but I just took it as a buddy messing around with me. He said mildly creepy things, but again I brushed it off as him being a prankster. I leave and again our friendship continues online. During this time, his conversations with me become darker and more hostile in a passive-aggressive sort of way. Ben is also a hardcore alcoholic who drinks until he passes out. He doses all sorts of antisocial and downright vile 
oh, he does all sorts of antisocial and downright vile things while drunk. Also, during this time, 2016 to 2017 period, he said that two men briefly lived with him for a short while. While I would press him about what happened to those two men who lived with me, he would change the subject quickly. After what happened in 2018, when I last met up with Ben, I have a strong suspicion something bad might have happened to them. So fast forward to 2018 and me and my parents are driving to Vancouver from Calgary. Perfect time to meet up for a day or two with Ben. Big mistake. Ben is traveling from Kelowna to Vancouver and we meet up at a bar near his house. We have a few drinks and he goes home for the night. Next day, we meet up and his behavior towards me is disrespectful in a passive-aggressive way and extremely creepy. We go to his workplace and he's very subtly disrespectful to me and his co-workers. He's putting me on the spot and trying to make me look stupid to everyone around. He was a supervisor so most of the people underneath him were too complacent or afraid to say anything. This man is obviously a psychopath. This is where it gets to a point where I believe my life was in danger. We go back to his place, he's drinking beer and I'm rolling a joint, a movie is playing and Ben is getting tipsy. He's basically now adopted a speech pattern in our conversation where I feel as though I'm being interrogated and toyed with. He's playing a video game on his computer and watching a movie. By this time, I'm feeling very uneasy. My gut instinct is telling me to leave. Generally speaking, you always listen to your gut instinct. That primal thing inside of you linked to fight or flight is best to be obeyed. Now, as the day progressed and as Ben was becoming drunk, he starts saying very weird things. He was mumbling about, I don't care for anyone but myself, I don't give a boom about people. I had to mute that. <laughs> there is a loaded shotgun beside the table. He looks at his computer screen and starts mumbling about being a madman with a gun. A few minutes later, he turns to me and says, Hey, what if I put, on some, I put some MDMA in your drink? Followed by, haha, I'm just kidding. The cat and mouse game continues. He's now talking about knowing a guy who is HIV positive and how he's going to get the guy to give him an infected needle to infect himself with HIV so he can live on government benefits for the rest of his life. This guy is unhinged. I'm sitting there in disbelief at just how vile this guy really is. I want to leave, but I also don't want him to know I'm ready to go. It's an awful, vulnerable feeling. He has another beer and turns to me. I'm now very uncomfortable. The talk is now about food. He turns to me and looks me straight in the eyes and asks, So if this was your last meal, what would you have? The look on his face was one of stone-faced sincerity and malice. I knew I had to flee. My heart is pounding. I need to make my move. With adrenaline rushing through my body, I tell Ben in a very calm manner that the weed I had is making me feel funny and I need a breath of fresh air. I quickly put on my shoes and leave before he has any chance to stop me. He makes me promise I'll be back. I go down the stairs into the sunlight. I feel like an animal that just escaped slaughter. The place I'm staying at is not too far from Ben's house. I'm wise enough not to tell him where I'm staying at exactly. I start walking, feeling like I've just escaped certain death. The phone rings. Ben is asking where I'm at and that he's panicking. I tell him I'm still taking a breather. Meanwhile, I get to my cousin's house. I somehow manage to get inside. Night has fallen. The guy is calling my phone constantly. When I answer, he's trying to get me to meet up with him and go for a ride. The tone of his voice is flat and fake. He says that we've just had a bad night. He's desperately trying to get me to go for a ride with him. I block his number. I block him on social media. That was the last time I spoke to the scumbag. In our many online conversations over the years, Ben would drop clues here and there about his past, that he did horrible things during his supposed gig as a mercenary. He would go on drunk tirades about being a bad man having done bad things. 
He was going to AA meetings and trying to put on a facade of normality by volunteering at an old folks home. Deep down, I think he's a psychopath, a potentially dangerous one at that, and I just hope he never murdered anyone other than the two people he allegedly shot while on combat duty. Vancouver is a sketchy place full of missing people. I guess we'll never know. Hmm. <sighs> that was that was a story indeed. The, the first thing that came to my mind is why did this person even let it go that far? Why did the person let it go that far? You know, from the onset, from the first time that they stayed together, you should have already gotten there are too many red flags for you to even follow the person to his house. And I don't even I wish I knew the sex of this person. Anyway, no matter the sex, it's quite dangerous, but the person really ignored a lot of red flags and I'm happy that they were able to escape because oh, I can't even imagine being in that scenario, being in that position. I would just I would just faint. <laughs> I would just faint while the person is just talking, I'll just faint. But because that is plain creepy. You know, when you watch movies, it's interesting to, it's it's nice to watch movies where people are like this and they just be like, okay, but real life, real life situations like this I don't even know what to say. But I'm just happy the person survived. But, um, the question that I just keep on asking myself is, why did you let it go that far? Why did you why did you hang out with this person, this creepy person for long? I'm even happy that he, he was not silly enough or he or she or whoever the person that is telling the story was not silly enough to let this guy know his or her address because that would have, <laughs> that would have been crazy. You know, some people are very... Oh, I say very open when they just meet someone they don't mind telling the person where they live you know all those kind of things and some people just do it so I'm just happy that the person survived survived enough to write this story but anyway thank you for listening to this story what do you think about the story what would you have done if you're in that situation and have you ever been in a situation like this don't forget to let me know on my Instagram at the OP experience. I would love to hear from you. What do you think? Do you think, think this person was silly in general for just giving off information like that? Okay, not information, but silly enough to go that far, like as to follow this person to their house, even after hearing those creepy things. What do you think? I would love, love, love to hear about it. Also, I want to let you know that if you have any story, maybe any creepy encounter, anything that happened to you or you know happened to someone around you, you can send it to my email, which I will leave in the description part of this episode. But for those that might not want to check it, it's at authoromoshalokwemiko at gmail.com. But you can also check the description box to see my email and you can send me an email about stories that you've heard or story or things that have happened to you either creepy or funny i am open to all types of stories anyway thank you for listening until next time bye thank you for listening to the op experience i hope you enjoyed the story for today but you know what we're not going to leave it here Mm -mm. I want to hear what you have to say about the story for today. Don't forget to visit me on my social media at The OP Experience on Instagram. And let's continue the discussion over there. Until next time, bye.